Good morning. It's a bright day in New York City. It is still morning, albeit late morning at this particular moment. But the handyman is done, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Today's New York Times front page consolidates yesterday's two lead stories into one lead story. Fears of wider war grow in Middle East and U.S. Attacks in Lebanon and Iran raise tensions. White House warns the Houthis. The basic news update here is that after the latest round of attacks around the region, with Israel apparently bombing a Hamas official in Lebanon and the Islamic State taking credit for bombing a memorial in Iran, the Biden administration is issuing a not-quite-ultimatum toward the Houthis in Yemen, warning them to stop attacking shipping in the Red Sea. So far, the Times writes, the United States has held back from retaliating against Houthi bases in Yemen, in large part because it does not want to undermine a fragile truce in Yemen's civil war. The Houthis, it's worth remembering, have said that their ongoing campaign against shipping is in protest of Israel's ongoing obliteration of Gaza. So it seems like the region would probably be better off going from one ceasefire to two rather than from one to zero, but that does not seem to be the way things are trending. On the inside of the paper, in accompanying stories under the War in the Middle East page header, the Times relates that among the side plots in the region, the U.S. assassinated an Iran-linked militant with a drone strike in Baghdad yesterday, and 150,000 people have been displaced from their homes around the Israeli-Lebanon border in one of these subsidiary displacements to the main event of the displacement of 2 million people in Gaza. The 150,000 people displaced in this side event would be, for reference, roughly equal to the entire population of Charleston, South Carolina. In further dialogue between yesterday's New York Times and today's New York Times, today's page A1 says, Few take Paxlovid, even as COVID surges again. A handy follow-up to yesterday's story deep on page A14, COVID and other illnesses resurge, but scientists see little cause for alarm. Jeez, what is preventing people from taking the unpleasant drug to help fight the pandemic? It's almost as if they've been getting the message from somewhere that catching COVID is no big deal. Page one also takes the expansion of the indictment against Senator Robert Menendez for selling influence to foreign countries as an occasion to look at Qatar's efforts to gain influence. A less new but possibly more weighty story about foreign influence buying is tucked on page A14 as the Times acknowledges the existence of House Democrats' report that Donald Trump collected at least $7.8 million from foreign governments while he was president, an extremely limited estimate based on partial records, and a nice reminder of all the categorically illegal things that Donald Trump did from the very first day of his presidency that no one bothered to impeach him for and that the press decided not to bang the drum about. Is there yet another story in today's paper about the forcing out of Harvard's president, Claudine Gay? You know there is. In Iowa, a 17-year-old shot up a school yesterday, killing a sixth grader and then himself. That's just A15 news these days. A bespectacled 13-year-old John Henry in Stillwater, Oklahoma, managed to play Tetris well enough to break the program, which is almost as good as not playing Tetris at all. And in other teen news, on the back of the paper, an uptown one train collided with a work train at 96th Street yesterday, causing the work train to derail and producing what was described as a big jolt by one of the classmates of the performer of your Indignity Morning Podcast theme song, who happened to be riding home from school in the first car of the one. Your Indignity Morning Podcast theme song creator got out of school more slowly and just looped downtown through Columbus Circle to avoid the growing chaos of the afternoon commute. One train service remains suspended between 137th Street and Times Square, at least through today, according to mta.info. 
The three is suspended between 135th Street and Times Square. And the two train is running on the five train line between 149th Street and Nevin Street, which is one of those MTA service adjustments that presents ontological questions about just how far a train can be removed from its route before you can just say that the train is not running. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Allow extra time to reach your destinations today and possibly into the weekend. And if all goes well, we will talk again on Monday. (laughs) 